You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Good morning. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show on 3CR Community Radio, uh, broadcasting from Naram, Melbourne, Australia. And uh, Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're a weekly program about cycling, micromobility, with lots of... Uh, oh, overstretching my vows this morning. With... Uh, Emphasis on urban transport and uh, transitions away from petrol-powered transport. Uh, it's the uh, 16th of January 2023. My name's Chris. This is like my first show for the year. And uh, thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. And on today's show, I'm going to be talking to Mark. And he's from a new group uh, based in the inner north, Streets Alive Darabin. Maybe you've heard the Streets Alive term a few times. We have Streets Alive Yarra. Well, now uh, we have a new group uh, looking at ways of making our inner suburbs more livable, more rideable, more friendly, more sustainable. And uh, yeah, we'll have a chat to him after the break. A bit of news and events. I was uh, looking through, uh, I thought, uh, start to the year of looking at things from a proactive let's try and find solutions thing and something I look at from time to time it's a bit dry and it's a bit industry but I like to read Bike Europe and it's you know obviously you know, a bit of marketing a bit of um, news from Europe but uh, some of the stuff is really 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 interesting in terms of where the conversation and uh, technology is heading from an overseas perspective, like, you know, V-frames make e-bike frame recycling possible in Europe. Uh, half of e-bike buyers drop out of mandatory helmet use. And uh, I'm just going through some brief headlines. You do have to register for this. But uh, Europe takes the next hurdle to finalise battery regulations overhaul. It may sound a little dry, but it's where technology and things are heading and you know like another thing which is you know well uh, for one of a better expression hot well uh with uh kind of increased use of batteries and rechargeable you know like the emphasis on evs why not the emphasis on e-bikes because there's a lot of initiatives overseas and like uh battery safety battery and e-bike systems update and um you know industry problems and solutions it's sort of stuff you may not come across in australia and it's actually worth having a squiz at bike europe i'll put uh, links and like into the podcast description now on local news and events if uh the studio 
with um, decides to work for me and not be a Faraday cage, I should be able to bring up some um, some news about what's coming up, which is uh, bike rave. He has been going for oh decade in Melbourne, which is uh, get out on your bikes on a lovely evening and. Listen to some fantastic tunes and the like, and if it comes up, it will give me. And I know I think the Faraday cage is working, but next month is the Monster Bike Rave, and it's as I said, the monster theme. And I might be able to bring up the details after the interview with Mark, but that's in February. Where go out for a ride, listen to some tunes, stereo systems on bikes, and all the while, and. Sorry for saying like I'm padding this out, but uh, yeah, I probably have to do a quick break out of the studio and just uh, load that up. But what I'll do is I'm going to go into the interview with Mark and we're going to be chatting about Streets Live Darabin. Join us at midday on Friday the 20th of January for the Tanaminawai and Hina commemoration at the corner of Franklin Street and Victoria Street in Melbourne at the Tanaminawai and Morborhina Monument. It's a two-hour ceremony, begins at midday. The first hour is broadcast live on Community Radio 3CR. We have a bevy of interesting guest speakers. At 1pm, we will walk silently to what we believe is their burial site in the Queen Victoria markets. I encourage you to bring your children and friends to commemorate the hanging of Tanaminuai and Melbourne for actively resisting the colonisation process. See you there. Hey, I'm Mark from Streets Alive Darabin, and we're a new group who's trying to bring awareness to challenges and opportunities of making Darabin a more vibrant, safe and livable community and looking back at the progress, however small or big it may be, along the way. And also keeping the community in touch with uh, the opportunities uh, we have to help shape Darabin's future. We've seen some action in Darabin the last couple of years, but it's been a bit stop-start, hasn't it? And we've had things like uh, Streets for People program, which was promised after a lot of consultation. And Darabin Council have gone incredibly quiet about things like that. What, what are some of the th- thoughts you've got, Mark, about, you know, for the, for the new group Streets Alive Darabin? What do you see the council and state government too should be doing? So yeah, we've definitely seen a few projects and programs in the last couple of years, notably the Preston Activity Link as part of the Streets for People program and the also the Your Street, Your Say program, opening up for local feedback on Darabin streets and areas where improvements to the streets and some infrastructure need to be made from public input that from council but generally speaking progress has been very slow and it sort of definitely doesn't feel like a lot has happened from council I guess in recent years 
In fact, the most notable things to happen have been almost a little bit regressive in terms of the removal of bike lanes in West Garth. Yeah, South Crescent. Yeah, South Crescent and the council voting against even really a study into pop-up bike lanes on High Street. While we have seen some upgrades and opportunities for upgrades, there hasn't really been a lot of major progress and any progress that has been made has been through very small piecemeal upgrades and not really in the form of a more unified network of active transport infrastructure in Darabin. Because you go back to like the whole streets for people thing, that was endorsed by council back in October 2018. Mm. And we haven't seen much about it. And a previous guest on the show, uh, Ruth, was talking about it uh, almost two years ago. Still haven't seen Mm. any action on it. And the piecemeal stuff that you're talking about, you you had the, I think it is Department of Infrastructure, Vic Rhodes thing about the Yarra Derebin connectors. And all it was was bits of paint. Yes. And also, more recently, we have seen a small modal filter on James Street marketed as a pop-up park as part of the Preston Activity Link Active Transport Corridor, but that's the only piece of infrastructure that has been built on that, and it's not really useful as part of a wider cycling network within Darabin. That was um, August last year, oh, 2021, mm. and it's just... Would you agree, Mark, that they're trying to do minimum spec on whatever they promised previously? It does sometimes feel that way. While it's nice to see any new infrastructure be built, however large or small it may be, in Darabin's case, mostly small, it is frustrating when it doesn't seem to serve much of a net benefit for cycling in Darabin and active transport in Darabin as a whole and only brings maybe small, limited, localised benefits. Very localised. And the interesting mm. thing is you would know that Darabin were purporting this program called Darabin Loves Bikes, and they have all these mm. programs about how to ride your bike, but infrastructure, where to ride your bike, is the actual true implementation of they really are for active transport. They can just do as many programs as they like about getting people on bikes or fixing your bikes. This is good stuff. The next stage of it. And I think you probably have some bit to say about this is it's all been like tied up and well the the issue of the inner suburbs for some people is parking and how mm. do we how do we kind of change these discussions from being such such you know, well, put it put it bluntly a lot of these conversations are pretty toxic and mm. there's, there's no way to move forward well i actually think there is definitely at the moment within darabin bikes and bike infrastructure definitely feel like an afterthought in our discussions around transport and car transport definitely is seen as uh, without a doubt, you know, the central and most really relevant form of transport for most people. And while, you know, there has been discussion around bikes as a sustainable mode of transport and an option for more people, it's been very surface level. And I would say generally on the level of talking about actual transport infrastructure and upgrades, it really, there hasn't really been any major consideration about, I guess, cycling as part of long-term vision of transport in Darabin. And generally speaking, I would say there is an aspiration to more or less maintain a status quo in our transport, which I think 
is something we need to change. We need to accept that not only can bikes be or are bikes a serious form of transport and absolutely a fantastic opportunity for anywhere in the world, Darabin included, as part of our future in transport and sustainable transport and more flexible transport options. But we also need to accept that we may need to disrupt the status quo for that even slightly. We can't expect a shift in people's cycling behaviours and transport behaviours without maybe losing a couple of parking spots here and there in the name of it. I know fire. I know that burning embers from bushfires can travel 30 kilometres, lighting new fires in seconds, like the one that burnt my house down. I know extreme fire danger ratings or above aren't announced often, but when they are, you need to be ready. Check the Vic Emergency app daily and be prepared to leave early. How well do you know fire? Plan, act, survive. Go to emergency.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. A 3CR supporter. And we're not talking huge amounts of budget required for the sort of infrastructure. No. In comparison to whatever they're pulling out for North East Link or Westgate, yeah, we're talking tens to hundreds, not billions. And if you look back on what Derebin initially promised with Streets for People, I think they had nine priority corridors. And what have mm. we really seen? You know, there was stuff like you know, the Great Western Shimmy, Northern Reservoir Corridor, the Thornbury Neighbourhood Link. I can just go on about this. Another one, mm. the Great Eastern Cycleway, which was Victoria Road, Victoria Street and various back streets. All the stuff's there, and you, you would know yourself about people wanting to ride. When we could probably mm. do easily do a couple of shows on studies showing that people, X amount of percentage of people will ride if the infrastructure is there. And we, we keep on having these repetitive conversations of the political willpower and people mm. want to keep the status quo. But the fact is we've got, you would know this, is we've got massive externalities where we can't keep the status quo. No. So keep the status quo is actually quite dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. At the moment, the status quo centre around cars and car-based transport is not really working for anybody. It's created a transport system which is unreliable and requires people to own a car in many cases, which is, you know, expensive and difficult for people and is also especially unsustainable in our in the context of a climate crisis. And also cost of living and all this sort of thing. You're forcing people, mm. people are being forced into making really painful decisions about transport or how to keep themselves mm. mobile, to keep their jobs and do things they need to do in their lives. And it's mm. all been sheeted back to them by you've mm. got to maintain an expensive piece of equipment mm. in their car. I mean, cars are okay, they mm. have their uses, but as a you know, civil society, we should have different modes of transport for different things. And I can just think of cost of living and rental and the sort of things for different generations. It's okay if you're someone my age, we're set. Okay, mm. most of us or some of us may not be. But for, for, you know, starting out, going to school, all these things you're supposed to be doing and our wages aren't keeping real-term, you know, CPI growth or whatever, how the hell are people supposed to budget per month rental, property, whatever, and not be in poverty. There's some really big conversations that are going missing in terms of in, term, in Victoria, in terms of transport infrastructure. 
And I think the great thing about active transport and active transport infrastructure is even though it's often seen as something that's very slow to implement and very difficult to implement from you know the experience of living in Melbourne or Australia, the truth is it is actually very cheap and easy and efficient to implement. And it's one of the few pieces of transport infrastructure which is so easy to not only implement but also get people using. It's you know one of the few examples or one of the best examples of if you build it, they will come. People will. And when we build good active transport infrastructure, which repeating myself is very easy to build in reality, people yeah. will use it. And it- it's one of the greatest ways to create a more sustainable transport network. Well, you take the fear-based element out of it, don't you? It's like, okay, I know where I'm going to go and I don't, yeah, I, I think of someone who started riding again in my 30s, mm. a long time ago, and <laughs> I had to sit there, sit down and plan out what I was going to do. And it, that's a massive mm. disincentive. With cars, everything's laid on for you, but there's all that Absolutely. added cost. Travellers Aid Australia is offering free scooter safety training sessions. They will help mobility scooter and powered wheelchair users to practice their skills and build confidence in navigating their local community and accessing public transport. These sessions are delivered by trained facilitators and volunteers and are provided across Melbourne. For more information or to register interests, visit travellersaid.org.au Call on 03-9654-2600 or email info at travellersaid.org.au. Travellers Aid Australia is a 3CR supporter. the time we've got, what would you want to see happen in Derribin? And also, what can people do? Well, I would like to see more of the cycling corridors, which already have some infrastructure on them and are maybe partially laid out, be better connected together. And especially, I think, really Darabin's spine of bicycle infrastructure being the uh, St George's Road Trail needs to be better integrated with the rest of Darabin's cycling infrastructure as limited as it may be to create a sort of we need a minimum viable network of active transport infrastructure which people can use even if it's not always perfect I think just fixing some missing links here and there could definitely be very transformative in Darabin's active transport network and creating an actual interconnected network and fortunately we have had the opportunity to to, I guess, give a bit of our feedback through the Your Street, Your Say program. And while oh, the second section of that program has just closed for public comment, there's still lots of opportunities coming up in the future for public comment and feedback to be made in support of a more interconnected cycling network and safer bike infrastructure in Darabin. And yeah. if you want to stay in touch about those things, we will definitely be giving lots of updates through our social media and keeping you informed on all those things.
believe that Streets Alive Derriban have got a new website that's going live real soon. And there's Twitter and Instagram and a newsletter, I believe, too. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what in closing in the time we've got, um, Mark, would you implore that people do? You've, you've given that, but what what's, what do you, would you like to see in the next six to 12 months? I'd say, I guess, uh, make your voice heard and be a part of the community and show your support for bike infrastructure in Darabin. And I think we can definitely start to make a difference. Subscribe to 3CR. Where else can you hear radical news, analysis, music and opinions? Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03-9419-8377. Thank you, 3CR. We love you. Oh, indeed, listening to 3CR Community Radio. And I think I forgot to do my acknowledgement in the intro. So we acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Okay, so thank you to Mark for the interview about Streets Alive Derriban. Uh, the website is Streets Al- I'll start that again, streetsalivederriban.org and also available on Instagram and Twitter and there's a MailChimp uh, newsletter as well. Now, you might remember before the interview, I was kind of vaguely trying to uh, convey the idea that there was a Bike Rave Melbourne was having an event. Now, I've actually got the details in front of me. It's amazing when you walk out to the corridor and get a bit of signal. (laughs) So it's Saturday, the 18th of February. It starts at 5pm down at Burongma. And if you look that up on the uh, platform of Facebook, it has a great deal of detail about what's going on. And this year's theme is Monster Parade by Crave. So, you know, for this theme, break out the spookiest, wildest and most creative monster costumes and join us for a night of cycling and celebrating all things monstrous. Whether you choose to class uh, to dress as a classic monster like a vampire or a werewolf or come with a unique creature of your own, we can't wait to see the fearsome displays of creativity as we descend upon the bike path. See you at Monsters Parade and uh, we'll announce the event. Yep, well, that was back in December, and now they've announced the actual thing for Saturday, 18th of February, and is indeed the 10th anniversary. And to celebrate that, they've got a limited run of T-shirts out at the moment. So if you look up uh, Bike Rave Melbourne at my Shopify, you'll be able to see a really cool design there for a limited run of T-shirts. Now, getting back to trying to be proactive for 2023, I was looking at Momentum Mag, Recent story on three more cities embrace the transformative power of the bicycle and seeds of bicycle-friendly cities are blowing across the land and pockets of people-powered neighbourhoods are blooming. And this is written by Ron Johnson. I'll just do a bit of this. And, uh, yeah, based upon the United States, in the United States where, you know, car is everything. So according to whatever version of popular culture you prescribe to or you like to... uh, get your cultural leanings from 
the United States has always had its bicycle-friendly cities, whether it was Portland or San Francisco. They may not have been Copenhagen, but it is something. A decade ago, these were outliers. No longer. Now, seeds of bicycle-friendly cities are blowing across the land and pockets of people-powered neighbourhoods are blooming, and it's a beautiful thing to see. As more people realise that the positive impact of an investment in safe bicycle infrastructure on the physical and mental health, but also the economic and environmental benefits, the more demands are being levelled at or on local governments. The more people demand safe cycling infrastructure, the more cities rise to the call and reap the rewards, and there are plenty of rewards. Now, this goes into three cities, and I'll just do the first paragraph of all because it is a little bit long, but it gives you an overview of what is possible. Okay, first city. Boston. When Boston Mayor Michelle Wu was running for election, she made it clear that the expansion of the city's bicycling network was a priority as part of her Green New Deal plan. Although it took longer than cycling advocates in the city would have liked, a big push to protect the vulnerable road users, including cyclists, is now underway after announcing a three-year plan dubbed Everyone Deserves Safe Streets last fall, which, as Australians know, is autumn. The goal of the plan is to create a city-wide network that would put each and every Bostonian within three minutes of a protected bicycle lane. And the plan would further expand the city's public bicycle share system, build speed humps in 30 communities and add 75 race crosswalks. I think we call them Wombat Crossings here, as well as helping 600 women gain confidence riding bikes. The city is expanding its 59-mile network of off-road paths and separated bike paths by an additional nine miles to be completed by December of this year, which I believe is 2023. And the next city is Denver. An all-too-familiar refrain is heard when proposing separated and safe bicycle lanes along major urban corridors is that it could kill business. The data does not support this, but it doesn't stop the accusations. But when Denver set about planning for a major project to build separated bike lanes along Broadway, it was welcome news for the local business community. So maybe times they are changing in the Mile High City. Denver is on its way to completing work on bike lanes announced in 2018, and that would bring the total network to the city to more than 300 miles. But most of those bike lanes are not separated from traffic, so there is still much work to be done, and it appears that though that will happen with news of the installation of a two-way protected bike lane starting at 7th Avenue near the Cherry Creek Trail down to Central Avenue, creating an important new north-south connection in the city's bike work network. And then the next city... This is quite surprising. Wait for it. Detroit. Half a century ago, Detroit was steeped in motor city mayhem and there were cars and car companies everywhere. But about a decade ago, things started to change. And that trend has been continued, establishing Detroit as a growing bicycle-friendly city. In the past decade, the city's cycling network has blossomed from 55 miles of bike trails to more than 200. 125. 
Detroit Public Works continues to install two-way cycle tracks on major routes and recently dropped its first sidewalk-level bike lane as part of the Livernois Streetscape project. Of course, the city is uh, home to the legendary slow-roll bicycle rides, which indicates a serious interest in urban cycling. In addition, e-bike brand Vela recently set up shop in Detroit, where it will partner with a very cool bike company, Detroit Bikes. As they're saying, things are happening. Bear in mind that stuff is possible. Detroit, who would have thought that? Okay, that's all I've got time for today on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, podcast, on demand, live streaming, are all available for different ways of listening to uh programming on 3cr i believe on demand you have up to four programs available if uh, you know you're a bit light on for data and you can't wait around for wherever you get your podcast propagated from uh, podcast should be up relatively soon i know there's a little bit of a backlog and see if we can get that fixed but you can still listen to the last couple of shows and i did two fill-in shows over the uh, summer break one with some great music which i should see if i can get put up uh, thank you for listening today. Thank you, Mark, for doing the interview from Streets Alive Derriban and also the uh, Melbourne Bike Rave Monster Parade coming up on February the 18th next month. 3CR, we're kept on air by our subscribers and our lovely listeners and donations. So go to 3cr.org.au and look for the subscribe options and also look for podcast options of your favourite shows. Up next is Shebop, followed by Black Block. And next week on the show, Faith and Val will be back in the studio. And uh, enjoy your day. Yarrabug would like to thank our sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Tuesday or Thursday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.